get rolling again. <clears throat> well, hello, DTL. This is Coach Shaken Blake of the Mighty Fremont Tarzans, and I'm here with Coach Bills. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm great. Now, I've got a question for you right off the bat. That is twice you've in two different groups here. You've introduced your team as the Mighty Fremont Tarzans. Is that the way you usually think of the team? It's interesting because, you know, when you read it on the page, it's Fremont Mighty Tarzans, but of course, you wouldn't have been able to write it the way you said it. So it, is it like is that's what you what you wish the team could be, the Mighty Fremont Tarzans? Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it does real nice off the tongue, you know, with the... That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like you it. know, Mighty Ducks, you know. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we yeah. are the mighty. Okay, I got it. Anyway, all right, sorry. <laughs> exactly. let, 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 let's continue. Exactly. We'll see if we can trademark it like uh, the yeah, uh, like the for Ohio State. <laughs> but uh, we are covering here the uh, Ridley group. Um, this is um, group, nice group of starting with the number one seed, the Twin Falls Knights. Um, they were an NTT team last year seventh seed and finished seventh really nice run in the tournament graduated the 116 104 class contained with uh, sebastian ridley um, who the group is named after power forward for them um, and they will bring in the 4652 class real nice class upgrade there so initial thoughts very interesting team uh, for a few reasons. One, it's coached by our leader, K Money. Uh, he goes by K Fu here, but this is K Money's Ooh. team in League 31. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, I, I've never known how he handles his own teams in this game, right? Mm -hmm. I can tell you as a DTL historian, this guy, our, our, you know, our own K Money, before he bought the game, was the best i mean hands down he he coached in the game he was the best coach and that was before mm -hmm. he knew the the code and the back you know all the yeah. uh the background stuff right so mm -hmm, he was mm -hmm. great lately you know now he still coaches a team i assume it's just kind of fill a spot and have fun or whatever but now mm -hmm. that he's got all this extra information you know i'm guessing he kind of I don't know what the term is. Nerfs himself a little bit, right? Because it I would be fair. Back, yeah, if he, yeah <laughs> if, he, if he started winning every turn, every NTT, because he knew all the secrets. Mm -hmm. uh, but all of a sudden, he finds himself with a very good team here. I mean, this team last mm -hmm. year, uh, as you said, went to the Elite Eight. And they've got a superstar in Karen Kamen. I'm not exactly sure how to say the name. It's K-A-R-A-N. Uh, and it's a 3-2 class that he's a part of, along mm -hmm. with Nathan Grist. Those two guys will be juniors, Grist and Kamen. So they're coming back. You mm -hmm. meant that Ridley graduated, uh, as did Jordan Cobb, but neither of those guys really jumps off the page statistically. Mm -hmm. uh, and the class that came in features a player in Charles Atchison, who, mm -hmm. uh, while you know giving up two inches to Ridley, only 6'7", as opposed to Ridley 6'9", uh, looks like he could slide in very nicely at that power forward spot. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, and maybe elevate this team to another level from where it was last year. So, uh, you know, kind of combining all that together, you know, a coach who could be great if he let himself be great uh, and, and all this talent uh, It's I don't know, it's an interesting proposition. You know, it's it, not a very deep team last year. Um, you know, if you look at game score per 30, only two of the five starters were even 10 plus. Um, and you don't usually see an elite eight team with three starters, you know, in single digits, if you will. Uh, yeah. but as I said, two of them graduated, Atchison is going to come in and replace one of them. Uh, and some of the 
bench players were actually pretty decent. You know, somebody like mm-hmm. Anthony, Anthony Murphy uh, or Jorge Bell could maybe come in and fill that shooting guard spot admirably. So uh, I don't exactly know what to expect from this team other than another NTT berth at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. It would also be interesting if maybe he uh, just less Atchison, uh, Atchins, um just go off and maybe puts him at mm-hmm. shooting guard and just oh, yeah. kind of yeah, nerfs idea. that yeah. uh, power forward position as just kind of a uh, throwaway fill-in with one of the three six nine guys on the bench. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. uh, Atchison, who played extremely well at power forward in high school, if you put him at shooting guard, I imagine he would just unleash um, playing against yeah. guys much smaller than him. Um, I mean, 61% true shot going against guys who were probably an inch or two short, taller than him. Um, yeah, he could potentially take off. Um, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's not, not afraid to put in somebody at six, seven at shooting guard already uh, as Jordan right. Robinson last year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's uh, a good point. And, and, you know, and Grist could move too. I mean, he was at small forward. He could be the power forward. Maybe he could play mm-hmm. shooting guard. So definitely some versatility. I think all we know is Kamen will be the center for sure. And I assume Kaimana Smith will play point guard, even though he was a little up and down last year. For sure. He, but a lot, of, a lot of passing looks like some defense to carry. So yep. enough. To, uh, he's doing his job. Which is about as all. Well, yeah, four point three turnovers. All, all those turnovers, I know. I, know, I, I know. just just saw that. Yeah, two to one is not what you exactly want, but um, who knows? Uh, probably had some high and low games all mixed it together. So, but he was good in the NTT, as I recall. Okay, I mean, if it, maybe it's uh, just some uh, starting jitters, uh, irons it up by the end of the year and rolls into senior year um, much better. Yeah. Okay. First round of the NTT, he had 15 assists and eight turnovers. So, <laughs> wow. uh, okay. I mean, you love the 15. <laughs> yeah. Going, going up the stat sheet. So, uh, but yeah, going through the NTT, 15, 9, 10, 10, 7, 7 in assists. So, yeah, certainly he was up there in that, but turnovers were up there too. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, we'll move to the second team in this. Uh, we have the Nashville SERP. Uh, coached by Coach V, um, the Admiral Coach V, puts this lovely podcast together every year. Um, we thank him much for this. Um, he uh, graduates the 7-110 class, uh, containing one starter of Brandon Roberts, but a significant one who scored 22 points per game for him. And uh, he brings in the 70-31 class. Um, so quality, quality. Uh, quality upgrade in that hardwood style um what do you see here coach a very talented team uh you know in a couple rising sophomores who i think are going to elevate their games and play even better than they did last year as freshmen in you know, jose blevins and jose blevins and brandon Bowie, two wings um mckay mm-hmm. munn is a guy who i think early in his career was a little bit vexing. Not, it wasn't necessarily clear what um, his skill set or or how his skill set fit in with the rest of the team. But he had a great season last year. Um, Luke Jones is an, is a good player too. So you know, you mentioned Roberts graduated, and that's going to be the question for this team: who is the point guard who can come in and replace him? Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect Benjamin Hudson uh, will get the first crack uh, coming. You know, coming back as a sophomore, did not shoot well last year. Had some turnover issues but did have seven assists per 30 played some defense 
And, you know, I, I don't know necessarily that this team needs to replace the scoring of Roberts at that point mm-hmm. guard spot. Uh, Bowie, I think, can take a step forward offensively. Jones can as well. Uh, and you may see you may see James DeLeon get in there in the starting lineup somewhere. He's a new freshman incoming 22 mm-hmm. game, 61.8 percent true shooting. Doesn't look like a point guard at all. You know, maybe he'll play there. I don't know. But point one assists against 1.7 turnovers would make you hesitate about that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it may be a situation where the best five players on the team include the freshman De Leon, but then there's no point guard option. So maybe Coach V is going to have to decide, you know, do I put in Hudson to stabilize the point guard spot, even though he's not one of my best five? Or do I just roll with my best guys and hope that, you know, the passing of Blevins and Munn from different positions can make up for the lack of a true point guard. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, last year, I mean, he rolled with Brandon Roberts uh, at point guard, who mm-hmm. basically shot. I mean, he provided no uh, passing, 0.7 assists. Uh, provided defense, which is obviously very important at that position. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked if he just uh, plugs in James DeLeon and runs with the same exact style. Um, just lets James keep firing um, and uh, lets the other guys just pass. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, to you see may be right. That, Absolutely. See if that's how he rolls it around. I know uh, I've talked to him on the side and he's not afraid of that point, uh, necessarily that point guard position, uh, making him more of a quote unquote point God, as John Morant would call him, <laughs> call himself, uh, where you just, he already has the ball. I may as well fire it. So, um, We'll see how he actually rolls out here, but he's got definitely enough passing in Jose and Munn who together uh, have, you know, almost 13, has 13 assists between the two of them. Um, That's plenty of passing. Yeah, no, you're right. That makes sense. Um, So we'll see. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. and, And you're right. Certainly that over the years, Nashville has not been afraid to, you know, just use a scoring point guard, you know, a shoe, what the traditional point guard role maybe is supposed to be. I would say from, you know, from my own experience, sometimes that works great with some players. And then for some reason, other times it seems to kind of throw off the whole squad. If you have a point guard who who shoots too much. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to find the right guy for it. Uh, Certainly there are some great teams that are constructed that way, Mm -hmm. but you know, we'll, we'll just have to see whether De Leon can handle it. Yeah, for sure. Cause yeah. The point one assist is definitely concerning that like he is going to provide nothing on passing and um, if sure. you put him there all of a sudden does he just shoot literally every time and puts up right. you know, 40 shots a game and makes 10% of them or something. like. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, that's really the, the key, right? Like if he's efficient enough as a scorer, then it's fine. But if he's a freshman who's only okay, then it's kind of like submarining the offense a little bit. For sure. But, We'll see what Nashville comes out with uh, these first six games. Um, should be a fun squad regardless. Uh, we'll move to third uh, in this squad. Uh, we have the Oakland Oak Farmers, coached by R. Harbacher. Har- uh, Harbaker. Um, he's a Conference 27 run mate of mine. He graduates to 255-255 class. So Whoa. only way you go <laughs> is up. Um, and he definitely did. He brought in the 66-44 class. Um, very, uh, very good squad, uh, upgrade. So, um, Oakland has been, uh, dead for a long time and they finally have a consistent coach who's been recruiting well for them. So yes, initial thoughts. 
Yeah, I mean, you said it. Nothing is going out the door functionally. So that's good. Um, it looks to me, just looking at this team, and I hadn't been too familiar with them as they were kind of outside the NTT picture last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they kind of had six players that maybe were good enough to start with the sixth being Alexander Bird, who came off the bench and played really well for them, scored almost 19 points per 30 minutes at the backup shooting guard position, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just maybe had a glut at the guard spot. So their hole last year really was at power forward, uh, statistically, at least Jaheim Hartfield, you know, did, didn't have a great season. And fortunately, they brought in a player in Dylan Myers, who looks very well suited to take that spot. You know, not mm-hmm. not a lot of rebounds for Myers at the power forward spot in high school. But other than that, very good numbers, really nice shooting numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this team offensively could be transformed by putting Myers in to replace Hartfield because now you'll have five guys who can score or, you know, are legitimate threats to score. Mm-hmm. And that's a really nice formula for overcoming the lack of one dominant scorer, right? If everybody on the floor can put the ball in the basket and mm-hmm. there there's some passing around them too. I mean, Quinton Jonas at point guard last year had 7.3 assists per 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander Smith, who's the center can pass. So I think this team could be pretty darn good offensively, which as an outsider to your conference coach, to me, seems like a common trait of conference 2017, strong offensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, they beat us twice, I think, last year. Um, uh, they, uh, I, I know the coach, and uh, we, uh, we t- texted him uh, after recruits came in, and we're like, hey, can, all in favor of uh, Oakland going back to recruiting two two. Uh, uh, 255 <laughs> classes i'll say i <laughs> because uh this class yes this class is very nice for them um i think they definitely yes that power forward position was extremely weak for them last uh, last year um, was a position you could take advantage of um, pretty quickly uh, and dylan myers is definitely a player to uh, fill that gap and i wouldn't be s- surprised i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens because um uh, Alexander Smith is a heck of a player just in general. Um, he's been kind of stuck in the center position um, by just necessity um, uh-huh. he, as there hasn't been a ton of height because uh, that 255, 255 senior class, basically the last four seasons uh, when he inherited this team, they were all 200 rank classes. Yeah. So there just wasn't any height. So I wouldn't be surprised to see if Alexander Smith all of a sudden comes off of center and, uh, Oh, so do you think Edward Thompson, the freshman, could start? Potentially. I mean, he definitely has the rebounding um, and definitely has the blocks. So I uh, wouldn't be terribly surprised to see if that all of a sudden plugs in. It does throw off the squad a little bit um, with uh, Christopher Pugh played extremely well last year. Strickland has always played well for them. Um, mm-hmm. Quinn Jones. Um, but yeah, Jaheim Hartford definitely is the clean one to remove, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's playing around with Myers and uh, Edward Thompson and uh, Alexander Smith down at those bottom two positions. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I wonder, um, I, mean, I, I think, you know, what do I know? I'm just looking at their stats, but it looks like that's Myers at, at Myers absolutely has to be in there uh, from what I'm seeing yes. statistically. And Thompson is well, appear appears to be a solid player. Um I don't know. I mean, you know, if I, I totally get wanting to have as much height as possible and, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to get Smith to the best position he can be in. But, you know, in a simplistic sense, 
I don't yes. see where Thompson Thompson is a better player than like, you know, Strickland or or Jonas, you know, somebody like that who would have to eventually get moved out of the starting lineup if you put Thompson in. So, yes. you know, from 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 where I sit, it looks to me like Thompson can strengthen the bench, but who knows? Yes, I agree. Uh, but yeah, it's just interesting. And I'm uh, happy, happy and uh, sad that Oakland is finally <laughs> out of the gutter because uh, yeah, sure. they were. They were the sore, they were the sore eye in Conference 27 for a long time, and now uh, they are a legitimate threat by far this year. So, yeah, Oakland in its history has only made the NTT one time. If I'm seeing this history page right, wow, season 24. So not all that long ago, but that's the only time they've been there. Mm-hmm. And I think if I remember right, that was an upset season that they uh, ran through. Yeah, they were 12 and 12 that season, and they ended up. Uh, winning the uh, conference journey, so got in through. Oh yeah, that way. I see that of an upset. So, um, yeah, it's been a rough go for them for a long time. Um, and but finally got it turned around. So interesting. So, yeah, they beat. Now I'm looking at that Oakland season. They beat a Bakersfield squad that already had Israel Williams. If you remember him, yeah. he was only a fresh a freshman. They beat them by 15 in the conference tournament final to get into the NTT. So yeah, you're you're certainly right. Big upset. Yep, big upset. So, and yeah, they got kind of smacked around in the journey then too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, as you would expect. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, good uh, team nonetheless. So, last team we got on this is the Galveston Cowboys. Um, they were a PTT team last year, 15 seed, grad, uh, 15 seed, finished 44th, uh, graduated the 45 78 class containing. Uh, their small uh, small forward Timothy Smith and their center Cedric Kamer, and they bring in the 214-232 class. Not as guessing what Galveston was hoping to bring in, uh, but I enjoyed I enjoyed the I enjoyed the ominous tone with which you said that. Uh, I, I agree. <laughs> the 214-232 class, yeah, it's it's rough and it's a shame because they've got a great player in Alexander Johnson. Uh, you can see he's a part of a 211 class. I, I always read the hardwood first because that's the way it used to be in the original mm-hmm. version of the game, even though, even though Sim Hoop shows up first now. So number two hardwood and number 11 Sim Hoop. So you can see how good he is just from that. I remember from high school, he was great. His stats from high school are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 points, 11 and, a half, 11 and a half rebounds, 2.3 blocks, you know, great assist to turnover ratio, great true mm-hmm. shooting. Uh, but he just doesn't have enough help here for to really make such a difference. Um, he's he's got his running mate in the backcourt. So I should say last season he was six eight playing shooting guard, uh, and his running mate in the backcourt was Alex Johnson. So it was Alex Johnson and Alexander Johnson. Interesting backcourt <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, Alex Johnson is not quite the player that Alexander is. No. Um, and even more unfortunately, arguably the two best players I know next to Johnson last year were those seniors that you mentioned Smith and Kramer, and now they're gone. So, uh, you know, Gabriel Bates comes back he was a six eleven power forward last year. So he can move to that center spot. Presumably I'm guessing Johnson will have to go to power forward, which inherently by it by itself is no problem. He can certainly handle that, I think. Um, sure. but I just, it's not clear to me, uh, who else comes in. Um, you know, Evan, Evan McGowan at last year had a nice season off the bench, but he's only five eleven, So, do you put in McGowan with Alex Johnson and go super small? Um, you know, I, especially in the PNTT, I, I just don't see how this team is really going to compete. Although when you have Alexander Johnson, you know, you, you've got hope in any given game. 
for sure for sure i know yeah um i so i was between alexander johnson and aaron raymond um for oh yeah there you go that that t uh, i was between the two and i picked uh raymond and ended up getting him uh raymond mm-hmm. but i've started watching alexander's career very closely and wish i would have went for alexander <laughs> raymond has been a good player for us but has not been the superstar he was in high school yet uh hopefully this year but we'll, was uh, was johnson do you remember johnson's local rating in high school i know that's a very specific request but he's you know he was in conference 24 and uh went to a team in conference 24 which makes me think he wanted to stay local but was he more of like a fair local type guy i think he might have been fair plus or something like that okay got it yeah. Something like that where I was considering and well, yeah, yeah. That, that might have been the reason I pulled off because I was just like, eh, sure, to deal with the the little bit of boost the local uh does give right in right. the fair plus. I didn't want to deal with it, but um, sure because he was also towards the top there, top recruit, uh, right up with Raymond. And I was like, Okay, these two are gonna be a nice pairing, uh, see who has the more successful career. Uh, Alex definitely has that for now. <laughs> well, like maybe statistic, maybe statistically, but not on the you know wins and losses. This is true. So uh, it's yeah, depends how you how, depends how they want to how you want to look at it. But exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, it is unfortunate. Um, definitely not what Galveston. I'm assuming was hoping to get. Uh, but yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, Gabriel Braids and Johnson will definitely have to play that uh, front court uh, center and power uh, center power four uh, four position, most likely, uh, unless if somebody that we just don't see is able to fill in the power four position and might be a bit of an eyesore, but it is what it is. Um, It's then uh, Alex can play small forward and get his little bit of a Mm -hmm. advantage for that. Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, Alexander uh, Batana is a part of that 2-11-2 uh, class. Um, doesn't look like he added much to it, um, just right. high school stats, but you never know. He was a small center, uh, but definitely had some passing, so maybe uh, comes in and plays you know, one of those uh, point guard, shooting guard position, maybe. Um, it's a thought. Um, it'll be tough it'll be tough yeah, yeah. I, I one of the most frustrating things is to waste the career of a player who's as good as this alexander johnson so i'm sure galveston's coach is not enjoying uh letting that happen Mm-mm. no for sure not so um we'll have to see how they roll out um they definitely yeah definitely not what they're hoping for but mm-hmm. um, yeah we'll uh see uh one star player can do a lot for a team though so will his way uh, forward so i guess that's all the teams here um uh, how do you kind of see this um team? yeah uh i mean the top two i think are separated from the rest in twin falls and nashville both very good teams twin falls was a team i, I didn't totally see coming in coming coming into last season's ntt i mean they were a seven seed um you know, they had a couple good players in Grist and Kamen, but I didn't foresee their run. And I don't know whether it uh, sort of foretells more success to come for them. I assume they're going to be another, you know, a factor, uh, a contender again this year. But I lean toward Nashville. I think they're the better, more balanced team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Mun, I think, is a, a very solid option to guard. I know the superstar and Cammon down low. If anybody can can slow him down, um, mm-hmm. Mun would have a shot. You know, we talked about how Nashville needs a point guard. That might be an issue for them. We'll see whether De Leon can handle it or if they end up going in some other direction. Mm-hmm. But uh, on overall talent, I I just would lean toward Nashville as the favorite in this group. But it's definitely close. What do you think? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's probably mostly between those top two just because there's uh, a lot of talent um, kind of rolling around um, in those top two teams. Um I, yeah, I didn't mean to shortchange Oakland. I, sh- I didn't yeah, mean to I was going to say that's them. what I was They're very say. good offensively, like I said. Yeah. yeah. Oakland, I think if they were in a different group, I would give you, mm-hmm. be giving them a lot more gusto. Um, I think they're mm-hmm. they have a chance at upsetting uh, one of the two, um, whatever game they play. I do mm-hmm. think they would still have a shot at making the cheese claws for sure. Um, it is unfortunate they got put in the group that they are because it's just the way it rolls. Sometimes you get stuck in tough. Top competition. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they would be a clear, um, clear spot to be a two um, in easy cheese cause if they were in a different group. But um, hard, hard. Um, Galveston, um, we love you, Alexander Johnson, but um, maybe you can will right. your way into a couple wins, but uh, probably. Or, or onto a different team, maybe. Yes. <laughs> <For some reason. laughs> yeah good thing there's a transfer for it all uh <laughs> sometimes well, well you you could you could go for him if he if he were you could make yes. you know well that is true like, get well, they, we'll do a one-run trade <laughs> sure but, yeah <laughs> but yeah um unfortunate for uh galveston but yeah i'd say it's probably one of those top two teams um it's it's going to come to that down to that point guard position for nashville um if they can mm-hmm. figure it out or not um if they can't uh, Twins Falls will probably um, overtake the group. All right. That's all we yeah. got for this group. Um, uh, see you all next time. Great.